Of my girl during sex, goner. Let me see my girl as an M classy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast. Today we're going to the world of football with Hail Mary. But before we get into it, Sav, how are you? I am the epitome of the song, I get knocked down, but I get up again. (laughs) That's just like where I'm at in life. What about you? I'm good. I had like a very wholesome week. So yeah, I'm doing okay. I did a really big shopping free today. And it just like healed everything. And now, like, yeah, I'm just good. Just chilling. I'm a firm believer that there is no therapy like retail therapy. No, there's literally not. I think this is how we first bonded because you girls love to shop. <laughs> I love to shop. And then before, I used to not be a dressing room girly. I used to not be. Mm, gotta be a dressing room girly. Now I'm a dressing room girly. Yeah, now I am. I'll take a- like mid shopping breaks to go try stuff on yeah now like it's an experience like I have my drink I have like a set outfit I personally think the thing that has leveled up my shopping experience is airpods I stand a podcast alongside regular shopping grocery shopping any sort of in public in person in the buggy experience I I don't own AirPods. I'm not an AirPods girly. Oh, I think that smart authors need to stop coming out with coloring books. (laughs) Who did it this time? (laughs) I want to say, did Sophie Lark come out with one? I saw another one. And they're just, authors just need to stop coming out with coloring books. What do you, I need to Google this. Sophie Lark came out with a coloring book? I think it was her. It's an author that I follow. I don't think so. I don't understand the need for a coloring book. Yeah. Like a smut coloring book does not need to be a thing. Oh, it's like smutty? Yes. Oh, no. Like, is it dicks? (laughs) Well, this makes me want to buy it slightly more than if it wasn't. Like when Colleen Hoover came out with hers. Yeah, but hers was bad. Speaking of Colleen Hoover, Blake Lively's outfits are getting worse. Worse and worse and worse. And I'm glad we are not the only people. Like, it has been come all over the internet how bad her outfits are. I would like to say we were the breaking news. I personally think of all the pop culture podcasts I listen to, we were first on the scene. First on the scene. And I think that she's on, they're honestly making Blake Lively look worse, trying to make her look younger for this part. Yeah, the hair, the hair is awful. So bad. And it was like, I understand it was a big thing getting Blake Lively to be on this cast, but they could have really gone with somebody younger. I'm going to share this on the Instagram story. So if people don't know what we're talking about, that they can know, but it's just not it for me. No, it's so bad. Still going to watch the movie. I've decided. I'm back and forth. I want to go see the Little Mermaid movie. But I don't want to dress up. Have you seen all the people dressing up to go see the Little Mermaid? Oh, no. (laughs) No. 
if you're one of these people, we love and adore you, but you gotta stop. Like you gotta no. stop. No, I've not seen anybody. Oh, I've seen it all over like my Instagram and social media. Bless it. The Disney adults are out in full force. <laughs> this is their Super Bowl. It sure is. Okay. The other thing that I would like to share with you, and it's going to get us into what we've been reading. I am listening to an audiobook because I forgot that on a whim, I was like, let's try Audible. And so now I have all these credits. Okay. This is a multi-part confession. Number one, because they are doing downright despicable things to one another. And I am listening to it with my office door open. And I look suspicious. (laughs) Like I look so guilty. And the other thing is that the book that I'm reading is a book that we openly talk shit about. So now I have to eat my words. Do you remember a couple weeks ago when we went on the rant about how we have too much hockey and like, what is a dark hockey romance? Okay, well, I would like to now formally give my endorsement (laughs) (laughs) for the dark hockey romance because they are doing filthy things to one another. You know what? I actually Give left us a little off. Blurb. Give yeah. us a blurb. I left off in the middle of them banging because I got in my car and I had to listen to it so loud and I pulled up a red light and the people next to me, I swear to God, could hear. So I had to turn it off. So I'll just give you a little, a little blurb. I'm so ready. Feel my body relax and shiver when he dips his finger in. The moment he feels that, he starts fucking me hard again. He makes everything feel so damn good. Even this. His grip tightens on my ass cheek and moves faster in my other hole when I bring a hand upon my breast and play with my nipple. I'm going to come. I know I am as long as you don't stop. Don't stop. I know as I That personally gets me. People are trying to have conversations with me. And that is what I'm listening to. How do the audiobook girlies do it? Like, I know girl, like audio girlies who do that, like, who will listen to that stuff at the gym. I just can't. I would be stumbling over my feet. First of all, I'm getting turned on in the comfort of my own existence. <laughs> and I work with all dudes. So I'm like, I cannot be doing this. Like, this is not okay. I support. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to stop. I have five fucking Audible credits. So we're at the beginning of this my um I went to the lake with my boyfriend and part of his family was there and he was like we like decided to like go down to like the dock and read I was reading something by Delaney Foster and she does not have any alternative covers (laughs) my boyfriend was reading some book that just had like a big red cover and he's like did you grab the books so I had like his book on top of my book and was like holding it so tight to my chest. <laughs> and then when I was reading, I had like my like legs up and like the, the naked man cover, I had like pressed down to one of my thighs. I was like, nobody can see this. You would rather them see your cooter than them see the naked <laughs> man on the cover. <laughs> Meanwhile, me yeah. and Judy are reading the same books. So <laughs> we're having different in-law experiences. <laughs> I would also like to say we had friends in town and these friends are like newer friends in my life. Like I met them at an old job. And so it's him and his wife. Anyways, my favorite thing about the podcast is that now when people start saying anything like remotely sexual, everybody's like, 
they got to come on the podcast. <laughs> like now I have become such a safe space for people to tell me the downright nastiest, kinkiest shit that they have ever done. And it's just <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> what we're doing. A confidant. Honestly, we're, we're like sex therapists, but I don't have any good advice. I'm like, and can I share this on the podcast? <laughs> People are normally like, no, please don't. Okay. So you said you've been reading a little Delaney Foster. What else have you been yeah. reading? So I finished Darkest Hour, which is the third book in the Ascidian Brotherhood series. We covered the first one. This one is like big, like enemies to lovers. She's been kidnapped and it follows Chandler. So the third son. And Delaney Foster was not joking when she says that each book gets darker and darker because it does not even like sexually. It's just like also like the backstory of the characters get darker and darker. So I have one left. I have the fourth one left and I finished the series. And then I finished reading Hail Mary, which we are covering today. And so I think the next book is I'm just going to finish the Obsidian Brotherhood series. Okay. Are you going to? Are you going to dig into Rena Kent? Should we all take a shot now every time you say you're going to start the Rena Kent series? No, because I think I have to, I want to read Happy Place. Oh, yeah. That's a good, like, in between dark authors, a little good Mm -hmm. refresh. Yeah. So I will do that. And then I want to read Happy Place because I have been avoiding spoilers like the plague on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So I just need to do it before I get spoiled. Can I tell you my favorite TikTok obsession at the minute? Yes. My algorithm is full of like what Instagram stories of Christian Harper and Stella. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. I can't stop watching them. Did you see where, um, and she did a TikTok, you know, the one where it's like where somebody says something and you don't want to answer it. So you like run away. Yeah. And so somebody asked if she was going to do a spinoff of the children because Elle Kennedy's new series is coming out. We're going back to Briar U. And it is starting with Graham's daughter. <gasps> so oh we're getting next generation of Briar U. If she makes next generation, I want to see Christian Harper as a father. Yeah, as a dilf. Oh my God. And then I want to see their Instagram stories because I literally cannot stop watching them. I'm obsessed. <laughs> so what have you been reading other than the hot 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 tea? okay I went on a little bender so I read Hail Mary which we're talking about today then I saw this book all over TikTok next of kin by Hannah Bonham Young have you heard of this Mm-mm. okay basically these two people who have been in the foster care system both have siblings and they're trying to gain guardianship of the siblings. And so CPS has a program called team up. So like, if you're not going to be approved for income or for living, you can live together so that you have supplemental income and you both have like a place to stay anyway. So obviously they get teamed up together and they end up together. And that's what the story is. It was very cute. It was very cheesy. I'm like corny, but it was, it was cute. It talked a lot about like foster care, like living in foster care and those types of things. And so I think it was a different type of romance and I really liked it. That's really sweet. And then I can continued on my Michelle Heard journey and read, I don't even know, fourth, fifth, third. Um, I don't know what book it is, but it's called Restrain Me. 
it was a bodyguard romance. And personally for me, nothing comes close to a bodyguard romance. So just what I needed. Hit the spot. Yeah, it hit the spot. It was three peppers, just like the perfect way to spend my Memorial Day afternoon. <laughs> um, update, I did find my Kindle that has been found. Oh my God. That Are you going to use found. her? I don't, I don't think so. Not yet. <laughs> we could not, not be in yet. more different places. Because I currently am so attached to my Kindle that like, if I don't take it with me, I fucking read on my phone via the Kindle app. No, I have been in my little baseball tote bringing two books with me minimum to each because I just don't know if I finish the first one I have to I have to have a backup you have to I agree well glad we located the lost Kindle. yeah that has been found to not need to order another one <laughs> another one to not use so getting into Hail Mary so Candy is a friend of the program and we covered the third book of the Red Zone Rival series quarterback sneak earlier in the show she is a best-selling author and a whiskey connoisseur living in tampa she is best known for writing emotional roller coaster stories she loves bringing flawed characters to life and writing about real raw romance in all its forms if you're a lover of angsty emotional and inspirational reads she's your gal books by candy include tag chaser black number four a love letter to whiskey and the right player and today we'll be discussing Hail Mary, which follows the slow burn love story of Leo and Mary. I love today's dedication. So it is to all the girls who love tattoos, video games, fucking shit up, and hot, cocky, infuriating playboys. This one's for you. So getting into the plot. So this story starts with Leah and Mary being 16 years old and falling in love over playing a video game together. Leo was a popular football star in high school that caused girls to drool, while Mary watched on the sidelines due to her being deemed as unpopular. When Mary finally decides to tell Leo who she is, it goes south and results in her being bullied and finishing high school alone. Fast forward a few years later, and when Mary's pipes burst, her only answer is to move next door at the pit with Leo as her neighbor. Mary has never forgiven Leo, and Leo is constantly puzzled as to why Mary does not like him. And when Leo learns who Mary is, and Mary learns that Leo did not know who she was that day in high school, the two reconnect and a steamy and fun relationship blossoms. The two have been through different stages of life together and continue to grow as humans throughout the relationship. Their love for video games stayed the same, and after an emotional third stage breakup, the two kindle and continue their love for each other. Okay, I gave this four stars. There are times where I want to read about fully grown, mature people being fully grown, mature people. And then there are times where I want to read about young people learning and growing and figuring shit out. And this was definitely the latter. Mary and Leo are the perfect example of right person, wrong time. I think the story of them meeting during high school Um, And meeting gaming is really cute and made me feel things for each of them when the high school love was just like overwhelming and crumbled down around them. However, this is my one flaw with this whole story. And I have empathy for Leo because I too have the memory of a fucking goldfish. But normally if someone tells me something, I can remember it. 
So that being said, I have a really, really, really hard time believing that Leo legit had no idea who Mary was when she showed up and that he legit has no recollection of the event in his life. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I have that with my review. Like nothing can change my opinion on the fact that Leo did not know who Mary was. Nothing can convince me otherwise. And you think he had no clue? No, no, no. I think he had a clue. Okay. Okay. So I nothing, like, Emily, yeah, you're no. about to aggressively so disagree. No. So nothing can change my mind about that. Like he had to know a million percent. Absolutely. I saw this TikTok last night and it was this girl and she, I should find her handle because she's relevant to the pod and to us, but she basically ranks like the long-term togetherness and the capability of these book couples and like I am not giving them long-term life together compatibility because this motherfucker had to know who she was like I just can't get past it he had to know so that's where I struggle like she had literally texted him drawings before he knew her drawing style I'm sure it was on the same type of paper and I'm sure that she's like sending him drawings as she's drawing them and then she put them all into this so like Homegirl had some thought there. She could have come out and been like, this is who I am. And that maybe would have caused less drama. But him acting like he had no clue and also that he can't fucking remember is just like, what? Like, I don't understand. So I do think that he's lying, but whatever. He does make up for it, but I just like can't get that out of my head. But I think overall, the beauty of the story is that we learned to forgive the dumbass things we did at like 15 years old. And I feel really bad for Mary that this spurred a really intense and lonely high school experience. And I just didn't feel as bad for Leo. Like he didn't miss out really on as much. Like, yeah, he was sad, but like Mary was bullied relentlessly and like didn't go to college and like just had to move away. Whereas like Leo still had everything that he wanted. So Candy Girl tried to make us feel bad for him. It just wasn't hitting for me. The fate of moving across the street and eventually having to move in. Listen, you, y'all know more than anything at my core, I love a forced proximity. (laughs) That is my fave. So even though it's entirely unrealistic, the whole, the whole situation of the story, again, I have a lot of question marks. I have a lot of things that I'm not believing and like her taking Olio's room was fucking stupid, but still the banter between them. The second chance, the coming full circle, getting back together, loved. When she starts referring to him as daddy casually and he's calling her a good girl, speechless, no words. And then the roommates are like, well, maybe we should call her daddy. And I'm like, I'm literally obsessed with this whole situation. I appreciate that Mary takes her time in this story because again I also needed time to to adore Leo like I did kind of think he was a douchebag at first and I still obviously don't believe that he doesn't remember so I I like that this was a slow burner um because I I was also questioning his intentions I also love that Mary grows too it's not just Leo because Leo does have tremendous growth but Mary was kind of like a uptight bitch at times. <laughs> like I'm glad that she came around and I really liked her by the end. And lastly, the sexual harassment elephant in the room. I don't know how to feel. Part of me is like maybe Leo overreacted. And then a separate part of me is like maybe Leo didn't react enough. Like I recognize Mary's want to try 
and control a really shitty situation. And in the end, I think she handled it really well. But I think that causing this third stage breakup for me is annoying. Like he tried to, he tried to manage a shitty situation. He tried to protect his girlfriend and she low-key didn't want anyone's help ever. And she didn't want support. So I just like, I don't, I don't know how to feel. She was stubborn as hell. I'm glad in the end she recognized that she was stubborn as hell, but like I struggled through that. Yeah, and I know that like um, it is like one of the discussion questions. I, I like it's a sticky situation because I understand because like Mary got really mad at Leo saying, "I asked you to respect my decisions. I asked you not to do this because it really did backfire." Wait, the dog's about to go crazy. So like I did, like I felt bad for Leo in this situation. I also felt bad for Mary because I don't think if you if any girlfriend is going through what happened, what Mary went through, I don't think any man would like any boyfriend or husband ever would sit back and just let it happen. I just don't think. I think that like you can ask your boyfriend or your husband like not to do certain things, but also think that like they're not going to just sit back and just let the douchebag get away with it. I think that it could have been a simple conversation, but it, everything was so heated Yeah, that it should not have, it should not have caused a third stage breakup. But also like that was his whole personality. Like he was a hothead. So he didn't react yeah. necessarily like you would expect him to react in the way that he did. So I think that the struggle, like she knew who she was dating. You know what I mean? She has known Leo basically like half of her life. Yeah. I feel the same way. Okay. Getting into a couple of quotes. My first one is, I swear to God, there is nothing better than Cheetos when you're drunk. And I am a Cheeto girly. (laughs) I highlighted so quick. Like, I am a Cheeto. Jalapeno Cheetos can revive me from the fucking dead. When I die, sprinkle a little on top of me. You know what I mean? And so I just felt that so deep in my core. Mary says, Earth thinks within. I watched him smirk as he took in every inch of my body, and I didn't feel self-conscious then. Didn't feel like I was too heavy or curvy or too much in any way. I felt like a goddess, like a prize he'd won in the fight of his life, like he could do nothing but sit there and rake his eyes over me and be perfectly content for life. Candy Steiner. Every other author needs to take notes. Candy Steiner made a plus-size, curvy female main character and did not harp on her size the entire fucking time, and we empowered her, and I loved it. Ate it up. Yep. And then my next favorite quote. So he basically tells one of the other roommates that they're being a pussy, and she says, and then they start talking about chivalry, and she says, you want to be chivalrous? Go to a women's march. Vote for a female to take office. Read a book on feminism. Stop using pussy as an insult. And he never says pussy as an insult again. Period. So I gave us four and a half stars. I love like these college world books where like the girl lives with like a bunch of the guys. Like I just like that dynamic. So we met Mary and quarterback sneak because her roommate Julep was dating Holden, the, the quarterback. And Mary was like anti football. And it was kind of funny seeing her like get into this world of like the football players. And I hate that her pipes bursted but I like that she gained a community by living at the pit and not only got close with the players but with also like the other girlfriends like she had this experience in high school where she was a loner she's not really close with her family so I'm glad that she was able to get this community with like the pit 
Like I mentioned earlier, I truly believe deep in my bones that Leo knew who Mary was and nothing would change my opinion on that. I did not like Leo at first and he really redeemed himself and he became a really likable character, but I never really liked him throughout the other books, but I'm glad that he became redeemable. And I think that this slow burn was the perfect pace. Like it wasn't really childhood lovers like now, like I think it was just a very perfect pace. And we got to see their history, their present, and their future. And it wasn't like this insta-love. And so I like that it was just really, really well written. The third stage breakup absolutely did crush me. And like, even when Mary was like, I absolutely hate myself for these words that are going to come out of my mouth. And I was like, Mary, I hate you for these words that are about to come out of your mouth. And I really did not see that plot twist coming. And it made me sad because Mary really wants to be a tattoo artist. And for this guy, just to be a piece of shit. I am happy that like we did get a happy ending. And I don't know, this book was just like very wholesome. It was about second chances, family, friends. It was funny and like growth and it had me smiling a lot. The moment when he realized who Mary was, it killed me. And he was like stig and like he like realized like who Mary is. I was like, oh my God. Like they finally, and he was like, I am never letting her go. Like, and so that made me really happy. And you really think he had no earthly idea who she was beforehand? No, he had to know. I just, that's the part that I can't get over. Like, I understand maybe if you went to like a massive high school, but you and I both graduated with like 300 people. And if I saw someone on the street that I went to high school with, I would vaguely recognize them. Yeah. Just completely just blew my mind. Yeah. Same. And, um, this man was like gone for her and like, not only was like the sex really spicy and everything, but also like, I think it was just really beautiful and hot how he talked about Mary. And he has a quote where Leo goes, she just held my gaze as I made my way toward her smiling and tucking her hair behind one ear. It was like the parting of the sea, the way the crowd seemed to move for me then. All the music, the conversation, the laughter and sound of glasses clinking together. It all faded into the background the closer I got to Mary. And then when he finally realized like who she was, they like just like got closer and he says, I couldn't sleep one more night without making you mine. It's like this man was a goner. He always was a goner. He's still a goner. So I knew this man was a goner when she found that stray cat and he went to the fucking pet store. I was like, oh, he's toast. (laughs) so it was just really sweet it was also spicy so sweet and spicy is what we admire in life I gave this one and a half peppers how many peppers did you give it I gave it one and a half peppers almost gave it two yeah I thought about it but I gave it one and a half he had a mouth on him and you know I love that man um I have to say if you guys listened to last episode for Sav and I were talking about sending your like significant other a text, like a spicy text when they're with their family members. So I followed through with that. And how did it go? <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I was texting Sav being like, I can't do this. Like I literally can't do this. And Sav was like, you literally have to do this. Like you got it. You have to do this. It's going to be so fun. So just a little update. I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> Okay. The Spanish in bed is sending me. Absolutely sending me. We never get Spanish in smut. 
like it's always Russian or Italian or something else. I want smutty Spanish speaking men. So please send those directions my way. At one point he says, I don't fucking speak in Spanish, but he literally says the Spanish phrase and it means you look so fucking pretty in my bed. I would orbit the fucking planet if a man said that to me in Spanish in bed. So the, I was absolutely here for it. Leo also calls her filthy fucking girl a lot. And I think that that's a new kink being unlocked for me. I was quite into that. I can't get over the Spanish. The Spanish was too much. Like, it's so hard for me to move on from that. It was so good. Yeah, it's kind of living rent free in my head. (laughs) So he says, I'm not going to last with you so wet for me. Sweet, perfect pussy, wet and ready for me. I should turn you around and fuck you against this wall so easily, filling you to the fucking brim. Yes, I said, a word, the word, a breath, and a plea. Leo smiled against my lips, but the hand withdrew, and I shuddered at the loss. No, I whined. If you think I'm going to fuck you without worshiping this perfect fucking body first, you don't know me at all, he tells her. I've played by your rules all summer. Tonight, you play by mine. The orgasm denial is also a fave. The filthy fucking girl and the orgasm denial, like I yeah, like that's a lethal combination. (laughs) It's so good. Then this has also become a new fave of mine. Um, I want to see my cock stretching your throat. I'm going to fuck you deeper, baby, and I want you to take it. Hold me deep as long as you can. Okay, and he was a good girl king too. So like, I don't. I don't know what else you need from me. Like, I'm good. A man written by a woman. Absolutely. Candy Steiner knows how to write a fucking man. She really does. A few of the moments that got me was, he says, you love taking this cock, don't you? Touch yourself while I fuck you. Play with those sweet tits. Open these legs wide for me, baby. Let me see my girl. And then he goes, come here. I want you on your knees. Of my girl during sex... Goner. Let me see my girl is an M classy. <laughs> <laughs> no. So this man really had it, really had it all. It was, but the truly the Spanish speaking in bed was it. I would me. be a goner. Orbiting the moon. <laughs> I'd rather buy, I need to buy Alex Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Do you want to buy Seth's up? <laughs> Do you think that's a tax write off if we get <laughs> a lingo subscription? <laughs> And get it at Costco. We'll put on the spice rack card. It's just so hot. Just yes. whisper sweet nothings to us in a sexy language. That's all we ask. Learn oh, yeah. language for us so that you can tell us dirty things in bed. I'm mad because Alex does know like three languages, but this doesn't happen. Oh I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to write him an anonymous letter. <laughs> like fucking Sam and Jenny from Tracy Shore. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that Alex spoke three languages. Yeah, Hebrew is definitely one. Hebrew could be very hot in bed. Ever he like speaks in Hebrew, I'm just like. Is it like holy? Like, are you allowed to say dirty things? I think so. Like when he talks like his dad, like when his dad talk, like calls him on the phone, he'll he'll just be like straight Hebrew. That could be hot. I think that we need to 
put in a good word for that yeah. situation. Like, hey, listen to the podcast at this point. This yeah, I'll just send it to him and be like, start listening at 33 minutes and 10 se- seconds. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I also gave her the idea to send you dirty texts with your family. Bye. <laughs> I was like six glasses of wine deep. I was like, I have to do Okay, you went past the limit that we discussed. Yeah, we went past the two and a half glasses. Emily and I had this conversation. We have a theory that two and a half glasses is the perfect amount of wine to like be a little risque, but like still, you know, be parent friendly because three is like a little too much and two is not enough. Yeah. So six. <laughs> but they throughout the day. So I wasn't, I didn't have like six glasses at dinner. I would hope not, but I would also support you if you did. (laughs) It was just throughout the day. Okay, well, that's fine. Okay, should we get into discussion questions? Yes. Okay. We already kind of hinted at this, but I want an in-depth review. I want a fucking peer-reviewed journal. How would you have preferred... For Leo to handle the Nero situation, which is, again, the sexual harassment in the room. I think I would have wanted, so Mary, tell Leo what happened. Leo, go punch something, punch a wall, throw some footballs around, tell the boys something, and then make an appointment at the tattoo shop for Nero. And sit down and be like, I know what you did. Like, you know, like, you know, kind of get from, like, the talk. Mm-hmm. And then maybe punch him or, like, break something. Yeah. But I, I think that would have been what, how I would have preferred Leo to handle it. I, for one, love that you're endorsing college-age men punching walls. I mean, we don't have enough. We don't have enough endorsements. So, gold star to you today. I personally think... He knew, here's the thing, he knew and the girls at the shop knew because they were treating her differently because of his behavior. So I personally think agreed that like it would have been nice for him to ruminate on it, but I still think the outcome would have been the same. Like he would have punched him in the face regardless. Yeah. So I just don't know what Mary wanted from him. That's my beef. And this is the thing. If like, God forbid, I was ever in this situation... It's how I expect my boyfriend to act. Yeah. 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 No, if they like didn't do anything. Oh, I'd be fucking fuming. Yeah. So I don't know. Like Mary kind of just painted. I think like she was more mad at Leo than she was about Nero. Yeah. That's how I felt. And I just like don't know how to feel about that. I have mixed emotions about that whole thing. Yeah, I agree. Because I also expected her to go more down the road of like, I've flirted with this man, like, you know, like not her, not us blaming her, but almost her blaming herself. And she did none of that. Like she really skirted by it. Like it didn't affect her. So I just think like, I don't know, sexual harassment is such an important topic. So I wish that we could have like had more conversation about it. And I think that that could have been a good opportunity for like her mom or someone else in her life to help her get there. Yeah, maybe like Juliet makes a return. Yeah, like some. Like, I think flew that. By it. Yeah, it just flew by. It was all Leo's fault. Bye. Yeah, which I don't think is fair. No, 
And especially because like so much happened for Leo to become that redeemable character. Yeah. It was like, he's not about to get painted in a bad light again. And it also just flew by. Like, I really thought that, okay, so he punched this guy. So now his career is going to be in jeopardy. And we just breezed right on past that too. So like, yeah. I mean, I'm thankful that nothing happened to them, but I just, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think it was like a big point. And I was kind of, I was pretty surprised because if you guys remember a quarterback sneak, one of the players tried to like hook up with Julep when she was like really like high on drugs. And it was just talked about a lot more in quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that it wasn't talked about as much in this book. I know. And it almost gives the opinion of like that sexual harassment, that sexual harassment isn't as like severe or harmful as sexual assault. And like, they're both not good. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I, I think it needed more airtime. That's just me. I agree. So getting into like a lighter, a lighter topic, (laughs) (laughs) pick a football player position you'd like to get in position with. I have so many thoughts on this. Did you see me just spring forward? Like I'm (laughs) I'm I'm ready to life. Okay. Because I've never been attracted to a running back because typically they're very short. They're short, speedy little men, which I love that for them. That's just not my personal vibe. You know, I love nothing more than like an offensive or defensive lineman, maybe like a tight end or like a wide receiver. Maybe I could go for, but really running back is, is not even in the top five, not even the top 10 for me. So I was surprised that Leo was running back. Y'all know me, I like a big boy. <laughs> quarterback is out. Abs- no, I don't want a quarterback. Unless, well, see, this is when it's tricky <laughs> with Joe Burrow. <laughs> or Johnny G. Those are the only two quarterbacks Agreed. I'm going Agreed. for. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, pu- I'm picking tight end. Give me a linebacker. Mm. I want a big boy. Any day of the week. Yeah. So like wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, sign me up. Yeah. Not a run. I mean, we don't have anything against running backs. It's just typically, I want to be thrown around a little bit, you know? Yeah. And like a kicker is not doing that. No, <laughs> absolutely not. So have you heard my theory that if I have a son, his little ass is getting up and kicking balls every day yeah. because I mean, we <laughs> practice for years and we are going straight to the NFL like that's what we're doing we are going to be a kicker (laughs) in the Lowry household (laughs) I love it I have to say I have one I have a couple of things that like grinded my gears but one that like really deeply got to me is that I didn't like the nickname Stig I understand it had like a thing for them but like it just didn't make me feel lovey inside no, I was like, first we had violence last week, and then we had Stig this week. It's kind of getting back to, like, the Ruby engagement ring territory. Oh, no. I didn't yeah. like the nickname. I agree. Okay, well, moving on to my new favorite segment is how do we picture Leo? And I set it up this week because I don't know if you've seen on TikTok, I have made a lot of fucking TikTok references this episode, and clearly I need something else to be filling my time. However, the beige flags have been everywhere. Same. I've been seeing it everywhere. So basically, these are like, 
yellowish flags. Like you're not going to call off a relationship for this, but it's like, what the fuck are you doing? So we are going to talk about Leo's beige flags and then Leo's green flags. So Emily, what do you think his beige flags are? So Sav also has this, but he's giving Catholic <laughs> would say something like ball is life, but be serious about it. Like, can you just, he definitely has two pillows, Max. And he will definitely wear Sperry's without socks, or he'd wear Sperry's with the long ass Nike socks. Oh no! <laughs> you say that he says "ball is life" is the funniest thing <laughs> you've ever said. <laughs> okay, I think that he has navy sheets and a navy plaid comforter. Um, I also think that he gives like leaving the seat up after he pees energy, so that's not great for him. And then this was not said, but he is giving very Catholic. The chains, the Spanish, the mom. I'm like, oh, Leo's Catholic. We're having to go to mass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but ball is life is the fucking funniest. (laughs) I really can see him saying ball is life. I can see him getting drunk and dabbing potentially. (laughs) Spot on. Spot Spot on. on. Spot on. We all has, went to high school with a guy like Leo Hernandez. Has Seth sent you any of the TikTok beige flag videos? No, because you know Seth's not on TikTok. Okay. I got one the other day. What was yours? <laughs> I have to read it. <laughs> Did it come from Taylor throat? Swift? My girlfriend's beige flag is that she's a Swifty. Nothing wrong with it, but she posts and shares lyrics from her songs that are borderline heartbreak songs, and people like my mom would assume that we have relationship problems. <laughs> but it's fine, because it's one of the things I adore and adore in her, which is she is passionate of something, and I love supporting her, too. Youth Champagne Problems is your top song for three years in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but listen, her two songs, her new vault songs really come for the heart. Have you heard the new song compared with Cornelia Street and they're like a sad yeah. story? Yeah. Yeah. Like down to the exact. Yeah. And somebody said it's like the bookends of, the, of her and Joe's relationship. Oh my God. Yeah. Horrible. Depressing even. But since we talked <clears throat> about his beige flags, we also have to talk about his green flags. So Sav, what are some of Leo's green flags? I think Leo opens every door for you. I think he talks to his mom on Sundays, asks you about your day and like genuinely wants to hear the answer. Like he asks you about his day, put his phone down so that he can just like lock in on you. I'm thinking that Leo cooks every meal, but then also doesn't want you to fret over anything. So he does the dishes. He's like a golden retriever to you, but he's like a Doberman or like a Rottweiler to any man in your vicinity. And then I think that he would draw you a bath after a long day. Going back to our conversation from last week or the week before, I don't remember. What about you? He would buy you flowers and wine, like just because, like as a surprise. He will always open your door and like, he'll make sure that you have everything you need before he leaves. Like even if you're at a party at summer, if he's going to go talk to other people, he's always going to make sure you have everything that you need. He knows your coffee order and he is close with his family and your family. He offers to host the friend cookout and he'll always let you adopt another cat or dog. Mm. I can totally see him at the friend cookout with like a little apron, like no shirt, yeah. a little apron on. The spatula. Absolutely. 
Well, that brings us to our boyfriend pyramid, which if you're new here is our scientifically proven pyramid that ranks where we put all of our book boyfriends at the bottom is ultimate friends with benefits. You would like maybe do this once or twice. You do it repeatedly. You're like sneaking out, not telling your friends above that is meet the family, meet the parents. You would be willing to like long-term date this person. They're coming home for Thanksgiving. Like they know your family intimately. They're buying you nice gifts. Um, but maybe not forever. Somebody else could come along and sweep you off your feet. Then we have white picket fence. You want to settle down, have the two kids, a golden doodle, the red door, the whole shebang in the suburbs with this person. And then at the top of the top is God tier, which is reserved for the special men in our lives. So Emily, where are you putting Leo on the boyfriend pyramid? I'm putting him at white picket fence, but he also could be meet the fam and he also can be a long-term situationship. So oh. there's like, there's range for Leo. Like, I think he can start at the bottom and make his way to white picket fence. Mm, so you want to like date him to, you want to go through all levels with him. I think that he would be like a good part. Like, like that would fit Leo. What about you? I personally am putting Leo at white picket fence or meet the fam. That's kind of where he lives for me. Again, if he would just admit that he fucking knew who she was, like, or I would be, I would get over it. But <laughs> like, I can't. It's holding me back. But I did really no, like if, him and I really liked the story. If I was married, I would always be questioning that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you would always be thinking about that. I would never stop thinking about it. Mm-mm. So that's why, again, that puts him in Meet the Fam. Everything else puts him in White Picket Fence for me. No, I really did like the story. And I like the aspect of the video games. Like, I think that is something, like, we saw a little bit of that in Glitch. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that, like, we also saw, like, it's kind of like a like a different take. And so I like the aspect of the video games. Yeah, same. Thanks, Candy Steiner, for thinking outside the box. We love you. Friend of the program. No, truly. I'm still trying to get soft to read Love Letter Twisky. I don't think it will happen. I will not be doing that. Thank you so much. <laughs> if I wanted to be emotionally destroyed, I would just like watch a walk to remember and go on about my day, but I can't. I'm not going to do that. Hold on. Pause. Do you know what the fuck I watched this weekend? I'm nervous. She's the man. I mean, what a better movie. I cannot get over how good that movie is. No, that is a classic. A classic. That's a classic. There's that one. And then what's the one that Amanda Bynes is in where it's like royalty? Oh my God. Motorcycle Um, dude. What is the name of that fucking movie? I'm not to see that. That and She's the Man is like a complete classic. I think that She's the Man is like the best modern take on feminism. (laughs) Like it is so good. Let's see. What the hell is what a girl wants? What a girl wants. Oh my god, you're so right. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, sidetrack. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode, and we hope that you enjoyed Hail Mary as much as we did. If you like have some free time, you should do a backlog of all of Candy Steiner's books because again, friend of the program, we stand her. However, next week we are preparing to get dirty. We are reading a book by K.A. Knight, who wrote Den of Vipers, that has vampires and potentially a reverse harem. So Em and I are about to have a fucking week. We are excited. <laughs> so we're going to read Court of Nightmares by K.A. Knight. It is a new release. It came out a couple weeks ago. 
we don't really know much about it, but Emily already ordered the hard copy, so I guess we're in it. If it's like I Den of Vipers is a book I will never get over, so it's I'm just gonna. We have been like begging for something Den of Vipers related for like the past ever. <laughs> so I'm excited. I mean, vampires unsold. Yeah, like there's no, nothing else needs to be done. <laughs> So hope you all enjoy all 564 pages of this and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.